have a seat. Amen, amen. Well, hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, for, y'all, for those of y'all who don't know me, my name is John, one of the pastors here at City Light. Uh, first and foremost, if you are new, this is your first time, or this is your, if you've been here a couple of weeks, you haven't gotten connected, please, please, there should be uh, online connect cards on your seats. If not, talk to me after service, talk to hospital, hospitality. We want to say we are very intentional. We want to meet you. And we want to help you in your spiritual journey, however, whenever that looks like in this season, okay? So I got a text from Pastor Nate yesterday. He was sick, all right? So he, uh, he had, he, he's going through a stomach bug right now. So please keep him and his family in your prayers that this, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I'm learning this as a parent. Having one family member be, being sick with kids, it's hard work. It's hard work, so pray for them. Pray for health today, that they would be back at it tomorrow morning. But yet again, I am excited here to, to be in the Word with you guys, to, be, to see what the Lord might have for this morning, to see my, what the Lord might say to you this morning, to see how he would invite you into his presence this morning. I simply, simply really want to help deliver that. Bring that to you, what God might want to say to you. All right? So today, take your, uh, go to your Bibles and go to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. We're going to take a break from Ephesians this week, and we're going to go through this passage. It may be familiar for some of you, and it is Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Matthew 11, verses 28 through The title of today's sermon is called Rescued for Rest. Rescued for Rest. If you are in Jesus, God has rescued you from death so that your soul can be at rest. You are You have been rescued for rest. Not entirely to work, but to rest. This is God's offer every single day, to find rest in his finished work so that your soul can rest. I say these words, and I'm like, I want this. Y'all with me here? Like, I want this. So let's just read this passage a little slower. And let, let the Lord work. Let the Lord just speak. Take deep breaths as you listen to this, okay? So verse 28, it says, Jesus is now saying, come to me. That's it. Like, come to me. All who labor, all who are weary, basically, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take a deep breath. This is Jesus' offer. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
What a wonderful words from a God who holds everything in the palm of his hand. You know, at this time, Jesus was inviting people who were burdened by religious laws that provided no peace. Okay? Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees. These people were dealing with the Pharisees who added laws for every aspect of their lives. You know, it was as if there was a law within a law within a law. You know, it's like an inception version of their religion. It's a law within a law within a law, which meant that regular people had to carry unnecessary burdens or weight to please God, which left them exhausted and burdened. Carrying unnecessary weight to please God, carrying unnecessary weight to follow God, carrying unnecessary weight to make Amends. And now my prayer today, this passage would simply take off any of the unnecessary weight you are carrying so that you can find rest. So Jesus says, come to me all who labor. Come to me all who are tired from earning your way to God. Come to me all who are exhausted from trying to make peace with God. Come to me all who are spent from trying to prove yourself and to others. Come to me all who are worn out from being too hard on yourself. Come to me all who are drained from your responsibilities. Come to me all who are weary from sleepless nights. He says, come to me all who are heavy laden, all who are burdened. Come to me all who are burdened by religious commands. Come to me, all who are burdened by the demands of your responsibilities and family, work, and even the church. Come to me, all who are burdened by others' expectations of you. Come to me, all who are burdened by your expectations of yourself. Come to me, all who are burdened by brokenness, oppression, and everything that is going on in this world that has unrest. And Jesus promised, I will give you rest. You know, rest here means, the word rest here, if you do the Greek, not like Nate, I'm not going to pronounce the word Greek. No, no. The rest here means to soothe. To soothe. You know, like listening to your favorite song, like taking a deep breath of morning fresh air, like receiving a hug from your loved one, so does Jesus want to soothe your soul. Oh, my goodness. The God of the universe wants to soothe your soul this morning. This is the promise when you come to him. Rest. Now, this all sounds amazing, right? I want this. We all want to experience this. But the reality is we live in a broken world, and we are broken people, broken people living in a broken world, which makes it harder to rest, all right? Hard circumstances in our lives are out of control, which makes it harder to experience this kind of rest. And because we are broken, we fall short from finding rest the right way. It's a bad setup to begin with. Really bad, really bad. But hear me out here. Jesus' word, Jesus' words is showing us is that a restful soul does not mean the absence of a restful of a restless world. Now, a restful soul doesn't mean the absence of a restless world. Jesus offered this kind of rest during political and social unrest around him. He was dealing with the Romans. 
He was dealing with the Pharisees. He was dealing with the sick. He was dealing with the poor and marginalized, yet he offered spiritual rest when there was unrest around him. A world, a world unrest needs a soul at rest. And this is what Jesus wants to offer you this morning, that in the unrest around you, you will have rest inside of you. This is it, that in the unrest around you, in your lives, there will, there will be rest inside of you that can only come from the God of the universe. This is the goal. So to move on, one of the ways to have more of a restful soul is to specify the symptoms of a restless soul. All right? Jesus is the greatest physician and doctor in this world, and he's going to provide you three symptoms of what an unrestful soul looks like. And I pray this will help you unpack that. So see if this could be you. Three symptoms of an unrestful soul so that your soul can be at rest. All right, you guys ready? Number one, number one, you've been working for him more than coming to him. That's right. You've been working for him more than coming to him. The first thing Jesus is saying to you, said there in verse 28, it says, come to me. Right? He says, come to me, not work for me. Like, he says, come to me. He didn't say you're hired. He said, you're tired. Right? The problem for some of you is that you see Jesus more as your master than your father. You know, God has been like the CEO you work for, but you never talk to. Some of you have seen yourself as God's servant rather than God's children, as God's employee more than a part of his family. And these, this leaves your soul exhausted. And now the very thing that was supposed to give you rest is the very thing that's giving you unrest. All of a sudden, reading the Bible starts to become a chore, starts to become something you need to do rather than the source of rest. You know, going to church and serving starts to feel more like an obligation than a privilege. It starts to feel like you're just giving out too much rather than getting poured in. But what he, what's great here is that Jesus is now telling you, yo, your exhaustion is your qualification. You're tired, Jesus is saying. This is exactly what I'm here for. Why? Look at verse 29. Why? Because he says... He is gentle and lowly in heart. Gentle and lowly in heart. This is the only time in the Bible where Jesus described his heart specifically. Only time. Only time in the New Testament, especially when Jesus described his heart specifically. And out of all the things we can think about God, out of all our assumptions about the heart of God, this is what God is saying about his own heart. It is gentle and lowly in heart. You know, uh, there's a great book called Gentle and Lowly. I'd highly recommend. And this is a great quote that explains this. It says, he, God, doesn't simply meet us at our place of need. He lives in our place of need. Wow. He never tires of sweeping us into his tender embrace. It is his very heart. It is what's get, what gets him out of bed in the morning. This is the God that you serve. This is our God. 
So just imagine, uh, just imagine, I have a two-year-old right now. His name is Isaiah. Just imagine Isaiah wakes up in the morning at two, and he asks himself, how can I please my parents today? Right? Okay. So he makes a list. He makes a list before he gets out of bed. He makes a list. All right. I'm going to make sure I, don't, I, I eat all my cereals. Okay? I'm, I'm going to drink water, not just juice. Okay? I'm going to have one serving of yogurt, not five. All right? Okay? I'm going to eat my veggies. Just, actually, just, just one. Just one. Just one. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm not going to complain when they put me down for a nap, okay? All right? All right? I'm not going to hit my sister, all right? I'm not going to hit my dad, okay? All right? I'm going to eat dinner. I'm not going to go, for, I'm not going to ask for screen time. No cocoa melon today. No cocoa melon, okay? Maybe a little vegetables, but that's it, all right? And I'm going to go to bed at night, tuck in without every little complaint in my soul, right? I'm going to do that for a whole week. And he told, he's going to say, like, he's going to come to me, and Dad, this is my list. This is for you. Now, later this week, just imagine, Isaiah comes up to me and says, just crying, just depressed, you know, just looking like a failure, right? And he comes to me, Dad, I watch Coco Melon, Mommy's Phone. I've failed. I, this is too exhausting. I'm tired. I'm done. I can't do this, God. Now, what do you think am I going to say? Like, no, it's okay, right? Like, come to me. It's okay. You're fine. I know how hard it is. I'm not, I know you're going to mess up, but here, here I am. I am with you because in a more powerful way, the God who is gentle and lowly in heart gladly meets you in your guilt and shame so that you can come to him more than work for him. And out of the presence of God, out of you coming to God, you can actually work for God in a more powerful way, more than you've ever, ever imagined. This is the reality, the invitation that God gives you when he says, come to me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. So that's number one. Number two. Number two. You've been resting from him, not resting in him. That you've been resting from him, not resting in him. Jesus says, I will give you rest. And he ends it, you will find rest for your souls. Yet some of us might be resting from him, not resting in him. Jesus says, you will find rest for your soul. Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like what? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, a yoke is a wooden platform placed an animal to pull a cart, right? It symbolizes not only submission but burden. Jesus is essentially saying, take my burden, which is light. But here's the problem, right? We want to carry our own burdens. This is the issue for us, okay? So I have a backpack here with a bunch of batteries. And just say you're preparing your week. You think about all the responsibilities and burdens in your life. Right, some necessary, some unnecessary, and you combine that all. All right, you start in the morning, you say, I'm going to, I want to make sure I read my four chapters every day, okay? Uh, I want to make sure 
Uh, I want to be, I cannot stumble this week. Okay? I am, I have 40 hours of work all week, some 60. Okay? I want to make sure I need to expect myself to be a perfect parent so that my children can be perfect kids. Okay? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to serve and I'll act like I'm perfect. All right? I can't be vulnerable around people. All right? I'm gonna, this is the burden I'm carrying. Okay? I need to die to myself, die to my wife, die to my kids. I need to go to restore every Thursday. This is a good thing. Okay? Like, I need to fast. Okay? If I look at social media, I'm a sinner. Okay? All these things. My expectations of myself. I need, I need to meet people's expectations of me. I need to please them. All the burden that I'm carrying. And then now, you come Monday morning. You got all that. You got all that carrying. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, up to the point. You drop it and you just leave that and escape. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. You rest, you take off, you escape, and you binge on TV for five hours, not even trying to rest in God. Yet Jesus wants you to take his yoke, which is easy, which is light. It is not burdensome. Why? Because it is finished. He has defeated death. In Jesus, you, he has earned salvation for you. He has nailed your sins on the cross. He has made you righteous. He has given you new life. He has washed your sins away. He has secured your future. You have nothing to prove. You have nothing to earn, but you have everything to receive. You have everything to receive by faith in him. You have been rescued for rest because of his finished work. Yet, instead of resting in his finished work, you've grown, re you've grown restless on your endless work. All right, Jesus says, come to me. I have the bag back here. And he says, take my yoke. So there was a replacement going on. So now we say, Jesus, this is my burden, and I'm going to take yours, which feels lighter, which is light. You know what I'm saying? Now, we're broken people. We're sinners. All right? The cross will feel very heavy. It will still feel heavy. But it won't be as heavy as it should be won't be as heavy as it should be. Rest is not just the relief of your burdens, but the replacement of it. And constantly, daily, we need to be in a, in a, in a season, in a rhythm of replacement with God, saying, God, my burdens, this is it. It's yours. It's yours. Rest. You've been resting from him, not resting in him. And finally, finally, the last one, you haven't been satisfied with being saved. 
Is this the cause of your unrest? You haven't been satisfied with being saved. Some of you are seeing your salvation has not been your satisfaction. Your joy has been more on the, about the outcome of your work more than the outcome of the cross. Is this you? Go to Luke 10 with me. It's going to be on the screen too. This is a season where Jesus sent the disciples on a two-by-two. Two. They're going to do some great things, right? I'm going to empower you by the Spirit. You're going to do all these awesome things, all right? You're, you're going you're to spread the gospel, all right? You are going to be used by God mightily, all right? And so they came back in verse 17. These 72 returned with joy. Verse 7 says, the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. That's right. Ha! And he said to them, and Jesus said to them, yeah, that's right. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Wow. This is what they did. Behold, I, Jesus, have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. I mean, if I was one of these 72, I'd get very puffed up. Oh, my goodness. But verse 20, he says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Your name is written in heaven if you are in Christ. Do you rejoice in that truth? Is this enough for you? Is salvation your satisfaction? Do you rejoice in your success more than being saved? Do you rejoice in your success more than Jesus' success on the cross? Do you rejoice on how God used you more than how God changed you? If you are more concerned on the outcome of your calling, what you want to accomplish more than the outcome of the cross, that your name is written in heaven. Your soul can never rest. But the beauty here is that you'll actually be more empowered to do, to do the work he has called you when, you when your soul is satisfied in him. So we're going to end the day with these few passages. Hear the satisfaction from God. Psalm 1611, in his presence are fullness of joy, at his right hands are pleasure forevermore. Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 34, 8, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 36, 7 through 8, how precious is your steadfast love of God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast in the abundance of your house, and you, God, give them drink from the river of your delights. Psalm 63, 3, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich Food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Psalm 73, whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. This is 
the satisfaction that God offers every single day that is found in Jesus. In Jesus, the man, the God-man who came down on this earth to live a perfect life, to die the death that you and I deserve, and three days later rose again so that not only we will have salvation but satisfaction in him. This is what he wants to offer every single day. And from that, we would be rescued from rest. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, we praise you and we thank you for this just amazing, simple passage this morning. We pray right now for our church that we, you would grant us, God, this supernatural kind of rest, Lord, that is only available from you. Only available in you and overly available, Lord, of what, in what, from what you did on the cross. So, Lord, we thank you for this amazing, amazing grace that we can have rest inside of us in light of the unrest around us, Lord. So we love you. Thank you for being gentle and lowly in heart. And all God's people say, amen. Let's stand up and worship God.